Okay. Hey guys, how are we getting on? Welcome back to the JCC podcast for episode number 26. This episode is all going to be about reverse dieting and we have a special guest on today in the form of Adam Dowling from AD Elite Coaching, the owner and head coach. How are you today, boss? I'm absolutely fantastic, Josh. Thank you for, uh, for scheduling me in. I know we had to reschedule times on my behalf, not yours. So thank you very much for, uh, for readjusting. I, I really do appreciate it. No worries at all. It's actually been a while. It must have been like episodes, what, three, four, five or something that we had you on last time. So 20 uh, episodes ago. Yeah. Early doors. Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, it was, yeah, I think it was myself and Mark jumped on and done yeah. photo shoot. And then you were on hours doing macros. macros that's, yeah. that, you know, that's, that's my most listened to podcast. Is oh, the yeah. One that myself and you done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, us um, talking, talking absolute spoof on it for, for an hour or so. Yeah, no, it's, it's, the, most, it's the most listened to. So, um, good stuff. People, good people obviously love it. Yeah, it was, to be fair. It was, yeah. to be fair. Yeah, lots of stuff in there. But um, how's the uh, Adam, for anyone that doesn't know, Adam is prepping for a photo shoot in what, what are we now? 13, 10, 10, 13 weeks out? 14, 14, just, 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 yeah, kind of t- 13. Um, I think I'm shooting on a Thursday, so it's like literally 13, six. Um, nice. So, yeah, that and then potentially, potentially looking at PCA as well mm. in September. So the whole kind of plan attached is to peak, peak early, be ready in 14 weeks and then nice. being able to like refuel while staying lean to go another four weeks then into hopefully a PCA show in September. So, that's the plan of attack so i'm kind of uh, at a point now in prep where things are moving like quite quickly at the moment like scale rate is starting to come down pretty aggressively so we had our first actually increase of field last week we started off on three five and then made like pretty aggressive drops down to two five which was like Big yeah was yeah pretty pretty aggressive but like i was kind of happy to do it because i wanted to, to get ready early yeah. like i wanted to be eight weeks out like more or less like a couple of little tweaks yeah. and we're, we're, we're ready to go. So drop field down, scale away came down pretty aggressively, body comp changed pretty aggressively. Um, and then actually brought field back up because things were starting to move. So you know what it's like for me losing weight, Josh, like I yeah. only look at a calorie deficit and things just plummet down. So I had to, uh, I had to just tweak, tweak field. We brought it back up again. Um, and I only, only introduced cardio this, this week as well. 25 minutes nice. a day. Of cardio this, yeah. Of cardio this week. So, um, We've, we've kind of just been pushing towards that, trying to keep it like as minimal dose, maximum effect, but it's actually yeah. working out really well. And um, yeah, just trying to keep training intensely. Like luckily I still have access to a gym, obviously like yeah. people listening, like still in Ireland, obviously the majority of listeners now yeah. we're, we're still in lockdown. So I have access to a little PT studio. You know, it's not not the best studio in the world. Like just to give like a, a bit of a point of reference, like the, the leg press, you put the weight on top of the leg press. So, like, <laughs> like a little pin pointing up to the ceiling pinpointing up the scene you stack the weights on top so <laughs> that's kind of the, the point but like it has a, good, a really good cable stack like barbells and dumbbells so that's all we need for now and um, but just keeping training intensity high training frequency is very high as well and um, five days out of the seven two days rest resting on, on a um thursday and saturday so um uh, yeah everything has gone gone really well i'm actually happy with it like i'm i'm not i found it hard on the two five cals yeah, obviously slow that's, it's pretty Go rough off the yeah and yeah. what was the rate of loss like at the very beginning out of curiosity was this actually again we, we we started off field field quite high and just with like a little bit of kind of protein starting off actually pretty low carbs really high fat quite quite low but we got like a very very good effect of carbs being stored a lot better so 
as carbs started to kind of store better food uptake started to store better appreciation of that food then obviously that like, became a lot higher because training was really good i was filling mm. out like a lot and i was actually gaining i started off like 93 went up to like 96 and then like shoot shot down to like, yeah. like 80, 89 this morning so nice. there was like a, a a really good fluctuation but looking at the images like when i went up i just filled out an awful Looked lot better, more yeah. like arms filled out quads filled out like upper back filled out but then obviously that's going to be like a lot of water and glycogen storage and stuff so as we pulled back down uh, yeah things are starting to move a lot better now nice man and what, what are you shooting for i know we i know we actually discussed this a couple of weeks ago but you're not shooting from a scout where do you feel that you'll end up so you're 89 now at the moment 14 weeks out yeah. what are we looking like eight, 80 83 um i know i'd say i'll be i'd say i'll be lower than lower that, yeah i, I want to come into this rem- like, remind really... me again it was something absolutely insane what was that that show you did a couple of years ago what were you 2019 70 74 on the oh, morning my. started off prep at about 102 yeah i was just about to say um, if I, for everyone to, for a bit of context in this adam literally walks around at 100 kilos most most of the year yeah. and pulled off 30 kilos man yeah and remember you didn't even need to because the, they got no. the weight class wrong yeah my height for my height i'm, I'm 179 no was it one, 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 179 centimeters i think yeah 179 centimeters so i'm my, my weight class is if I compete in in men's fitness, it's seventy four kilos, or I can go to men's athletic, which yeah. is seventy nine. But like that jump up and scale weight on a stage is massive. massive like an yeah. extra four or five kilos of of, of muscle, muscle yeah. shredded to the bone. So my whole my whole approach here is to, is to try to get as close to as close to stage condition as I can for yes. the photo shoot. Yeah. yeah. So I'm looking to come into this like pretty pretty lean. So I'd say I'd say I'll be. Probably in the 79s, I'd imagine. Yeah. Nice, yeah. That way. But you know what? It's, it's, we've actually went through like a bit of a, a process that it's probably a bit of an interesting take home. Because because I was so obsessed with the scale yeah. in the first two shows, like my literally, my, my focus every single day was scale. Where I actually had a pretty like shitty relationship with the scale. Like, and see this prep round, the first couple of weeks, like seeing that scale weight go up actually was very, very challenging for me. Like mm, yeah. seeing the scale weight move being back in that prep mentality again so we actually pulled away scale readings just once once a week every saturday morning and um it's actually been like a really really nice one just to not have to worry about that like obviously really? when you step on it on a, on a saturday morning i'm like yeah this is pretty pretty decent like i'm happy with where it's moving but just analyzing pictures it's, it's what we're doing now and mm. from a mental standpoint like it's actually helping out an awful lot because just those two shows ruined me man like looking yeah. at looking back like help set i remember even us like our conversations yeah. in 2019 when i was prepping to that like even when we were chatting it's like what do you weigh what do you weigh because the only thing we, we were focused on was Scales. make making 74 when it should it should have been how do you look how do you look instead you know so mm. yeah it's, I'm, I'm, I'm liking the, the different approach to it and the fact that pca it's not a weight class as well this is why we're, we're pushing for oh, the wow. show okay uh, it's not a weight class it's just a high class so it's 179 okay. and you can be 80 kilo, 100 kilo. It's probably the better way to do it, isn't it? Because you, know? yeah, you can have people like absolute blocks, like of really, really small and kind of like my, my stature, like would be way, way shorter um, for my weight yeah. or whatever it is. Um, but people might be really, really, really lanky um, yeah. and find that hard as well. But I think that was a really good take home as well. I think that you and myself are, are very similar in that when someone comes in from a, from a dieting phase, we're not starting them off at bottom off calories. You know, we're going to shoot food up to probably the, probably the highest level of food we can get away with at that stage. So sometimes what happens is, is when people come in, they're eating 1800 calories and not losing any weight. And we move them up to 22 or 2600 calories, whatever it is, 
what happens immediately scale width goes up but but then it has come back down so it's more that intramuscular glycogen triglycerides and stuff that's going to drive scale weight up and so anyone that is listening who says like who start off food a little bit higher food intake and the scale goes up a bit it is a little bit mentally um Mm. mentally taxing a little bit i think but just know that that does that does happen from time to time before you go down you have to go you look you look better though like one one thing that i've I've noticed a a huge huge turnaround in myself and like like that when you when you see clients i think having the application of like understanding and i I say this to all my clients i'm like whenever i say something on a call and if i'm like you have to run this process because of this ask the question of why so when we just said that you know you have like an an upregulation of like glycogen storage but what also happens is because you're you're pulling more carbs in carbs are being stored better carbs have to be facilitated some way and they facilitate through water retention so water is actually being then pulled from subcutaneous levels so if you look at like your your, your water intake is going to be pulled from the fat cell into the muscle cell to have that higher regulation of carb storage so in essence you're actually going to look leaner by pulling those carbs into the muscle more so when you look at like increasing food at time more, more times than not you'll actually get leaner by increasing your food because you'll have that you'll have that pull away of water from that kind of um, subcutaneous level you know yeah but scale weight goes up and then we have that mental uh, mind, yeah it oh. just goes ringing as it goes you'll do the complete opposite <laughs> this, way you want it to go but yeah um, sometimes you have to go up to come down <clears throat> exactly it's you know it's more of a mental game than anything yeah. else <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, so we will start off on the, on the topic of, of reverse dieting as this is going to be the, the chat today. So like, what is reverse dieting and why would we use it? Like, let's use your scenario here, like potentially let's use it from like, from a, a listener scenario as well. We have more, probably more lifestyle people would be listening to it rather than prep and photo shoot. However, I think using the both scenarios would be really nice um, going for it. But what is reverse dieting and why would we use it? It's basically a reverse away from many different aspects so from from a lot of the realms that we would deal with would be more prep orientated obviously in our coaching business when we're talking about being quite reverse but a reverse can come from anything like anything time you enter into a caloric deficit you have to then be in a position to reverse energy back out again so when we're looking at a reverse there's there's kind of a lot of things that we will pinpoint amongst our coaching practice to, to tick boxes say okay you've been reversed successfully so we'll look at the physical attributes of a reverse diet and that will come from a, an energy standpoint we'll look at the psychological aspects of reverse and that will come from improving relationships with support systems improving relationships with like family friends we'll look at like from a training adaptation as well you know are we correctly bringing the reverse in an essence of bringing training volume back up are we improving that relationship of you know fatigue and stimulus are we are we being able to recoup strength that was lost throughout the diet um, and then from our end a little bit more kind of fine-tuning certain aspects of electrolyte manipulation we, we manipulate electrolytes which we'll, we'll touch on like maybe a little bit later because it might be interesting for people to actually hear that but yeah. we, we we manipulate electrolytes like very very heavily in the last push of a prep so having to then be in a position to recoup them and get them back into like pretty decent levels as well is is a massive aspect of our of our reverse so just an overview of like what a reverse diet would be it would be getting you back to somewhat of a healthy range from an energy balance perspective where you're not gaining excessive weight where you're bringing food up into maintenance to allow metabolic function to kind of upregulate where you stop losing scale weight you stop pulling down in body comp so no matter what it is any sort of a diet 
there has to be a reverse at the end of it because the, the body's always going to be in a very, very sensitive position to gain scale weight or gain body fat after a diet. You know, we have to understand at all times our body wants to gain fat, whether it's you're in a diet, you're in a surplus, you're at a maintenance phase, your body wants to do one thing is to gain fat because it's a, it's a physiological response all the time like we look at like what is fat to us fat is like a protective tool it keeps us warm it helps transport a lot of hormone function around the body it plays a very very big role in what we do and the body loves to have it like i know it's from us like a very vain thing to say we don't like having fat on us but our body loves having it so yeah. when we come out of a diet we have to understand that the chances and the want for body fat to go up is at its highest point at all times so we're always trying to keep that in our in our appreciation and trying to keep that in our thought process. So looking at like, do you want me to run through like what, what potentially may, what a reverse diet may look like for somebody? Do you think that would be like, yeah, I think, I think that'd be, we'll jump into that, that after is more uh, in the kind of the next point after, but it's more looking at kind of what the reverse diet was. And I think one, one thing that I did want to touch on was, I think I probably thought this more so in the past that like the reverse diet in essence, when you think of the word, like think of those little small drops that we're doing hundred calories, yeah. training, non-trained day all the way down. And you have to do that back up. And I remember doing reverse diets before. You're in, we're in a hole here. Like we're in a, such an unproductive place um, for in an, from an energy standpoint, performance, sleep, et cetera. And when you're in that hole, like if you just, get, if you get, like if you prep the way you should and you've dieted the way you should do, you're going to be really, really like in a low level at that very, very bottom position. Adding 100 calories is just, is just going to do absolutely nothing and slowly incrementally. So I kind of use the phrase as well with a couple of clients that I actually almost call it like a, a recovery phase where we want to try and look at things like improving, improving markers is the main thing. Like how, what was our sleep like? You see so many times, you know, one of the girls I'm doing at the moment, she's actually just finished um, hers, gone back into strength phase before prep for a photo shoot. And like her resting heart rates were through the roof. Her sleep was crap. Never yeah. seen a green zone on her whoop. And she's had it for weeks and weeks and almost months. As soon as we get out then and we add more food back in and we slowly drop down cardio, you can see this massive improvement. Performance goes up, sleep goes up and energy goes up. But we don't do that from like just a small little increase in food. And, and the worst thing you can do, and I'm sure, and this is from the relationship with food standpoint, is always say this, we don't eat with our, our heart, we eat with our head. Yeah. The worst thing we can do in that position is to just go, fuck it. I've done this 18, 20 weeks of dieting and then just go, go like all in, just eat whatever I want there. Because when, when we use hunger as a, as a signaling process, and I probably haven't been down to that low level of body fat that I will do for this photo shoot, but I can imagine there, even when we do add food back in, like we don't use hunger as that signal. Would you agree? Yeah. And, and we do use it. We have to be more, uh, not not doing it intuitively, but being really, really systematic. Even myself in this gaining phase at the moment, I AJ just made a, a change in food last week, thank God. I was starving on this gaining mm. phase, but I was adding 0 0.2, 0 0.3 kilos a week. I said, you don't need it right now. And I was, I genuinely, yeah. that's what I've made the decision too many times before myself. I've just said, I'm hungry. I need to be, I probably don't need to be hungry if I'm in a gaining phase and I gain body fat too quick. And that's the, the importance of having a coach. Yeah, yeah, big time. It's yeah. it's definitely understanding the, the hows and hows, whens and whys of trying to in, increase your food at the back end of it. But the, the one thing we, we will always want to appreciate when it comes to the rebound is like where where is energy coming from? You know, energy is not just food. Energy is training adaptations. Energy is steps. Energy is cardio. So for nine times out of ten, when people are at the back end of a, a diet phase, their cardio is going to be 
high to high. very very high de- depending on the person you know, like you cannot get in shape like really good shape without doing without doing some form of of, of either neat levels cardio or having energy in a high place from not not just from pulling food down so from us, one of the very first things we'll do is we'll leave field as it is. We'll leave field in the lowest position possible and we'll just manipulate energy from pulling their steps, pulling their steps down to a minimum baseline. Like if you're on prep and you're on 13,000 steps a day, which to some people, it's not a lot, but because people now at the moment just have this idea that <laughs> steps are fun and energy expenditures, yeah. a bit of crack to do getting 20,000 steps a day. And But if you're doing 13,000 steps a day on prep, I'll probably just pull you down to nine thousand steps a day and if you're on 40 minutes of fasted cardio we may just pull that down to a 25 minute power walk first thing in the morning and then leave field yeah and just let, let the body become responsive because like you said you have you, you have to have that emotional attachment away from food intake and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll go to kind of like re- rebound scenarios now in a moment and you'll kind of understand like our rationale behind the ball we will we will increase field like gradually over time but it's, it's how we increase it to improve relationships with field i think is the most important thing you know having having a look at restrictions being pulled away like one of the first calls of action we'll do if you're on 1300 calories a day on prep or on a diet we'll keep you on 1300 calories a day but what we'll just do is we'll pull away the meal plan and we'll just give you macros and calories to work off that's the first call of action we'll do because we, we understand that working off a meal plan is, is very, very restrictive, but it's restrictive for the right reasons, you know, because we're trying to elicit decision fatigue in a prep. We're trying to not make you have 400 calories left on a, on, on your meal plan. And you walk into Tesco and you're thinking to yourself, right, what can I eat out of 400 calories? And you start picking up like granola, Pop-Tart, shy food to make up 400 calories. Whereas if you have a set meal plan, you're like, yeah, I know I'm going to go in here, get my Greek yogurt, get my berries, get my dark chocolate, and I'll make my 400 calories there because I know that's on the meal plan. So yeah. for us, it's about pulling that away and giving them the option and freedom to like, if you want to go for a breakfast with, with your partner the morning after your photo shoot, if you want to go for a breakfast with your friends in the weekend, you can do it once it fits in your calorie range. At the end of the day, it's just about controlling energy. And I think for them, this is what I said earlier about the psychological rebound being very very important it's about improving those relationships so you can improve your relationship by having a camille takeaway thai takeaway on saturday night with your partner after your diet but if you're on 1700 calories a day you can make that fit into your calorie range where you're not overshooting the mark energy is staying in a great place but you're also massively improving that relationship with them because i i, I say to everyone at the start of a prep or a diet with us the first first thing we do at the start of a diet is you speak to your partner and you say to your partner, look, I'm about to go through something here that's pretty intense for the next 10, 12 weeks. All I ask is you support me through this and the time that you give me, as soon as the, the diet is over, I'm giving that time back to you. And that's when they start to pull in the support systems at the end of us being able to have meals off plan, but still keeping it in our calorie range as opposed to that guilt association, having something off, off plan. Because we know as we run through a prep or a diet with someone, we become very, very focused on that mentality of, right, we have to give this 100% and it has to be like all in or, or you're not going to get the results that, you know, you potentially could have. And, you know, that's, I, I only had a, a, a check-in with one of my prep girls yesterday and she's about seven weeks out at the moment and she's fighting hard on low field and she said to me on, on the check-in, um, I don't think I can pull my field down any lower than this. And my response was, you have to pull your field down lower. And if you don't pull your field down lower from the adjustments we'll make to the meal plan, you won't get 
the condition that you deserve just because you're not you're not mentally strong enough to handle that low field and a little massive fire under but for her i said it as well the first call of action for us i know you're finding it hard in the meal plan like it's gone in like five weeks like trust me you're done our peak week protocol nine times out of ten we actually pulled the meal plan away as well and i just give them macros and calories to hit and like guidance on how to hit it so you always have to be like steering them away from it because it, it is quite tough and giving them like those visions at the end of the diet like right, when we reverse like this is all done like you've got like a couple of weeks left and then it's all it's all pulled away you know yeah 100 i think getting away from i actually had this conversation with a with a client earlier this week about um we kind of just reintroduced the meal plan we've always kind of worked off calories and macros but i thought that it was kind of going away from from optimal uh, towards the tail end of the dieting phase and then i had to say you know what like i need to i need to do what needs to be done like you said to the girl um, I needed to, I needed to do something regarding the meal plan and set something in stone now for yeah. us to get there. But as soon yeah. as then you're finished then, and we'll, t- we'll probably touch on this a little bit more later, but as soon as you're finished, like once you're in your off season, like I think yourself and myself both say like it, that's the time for you to one, give back two yeah. to be able to enjoy a couple of things off plan. You can go out and have sushi. If it's not in the plan, as long as the kind of calories and macros are hit, you're going to be in a good place, but the off season exactly, is the yeah. time to do that. When we need oh, yeah. to dial in, we, we, we dial in though. Do you know, we can dial in hard on a plan, but you don't have to be extremely, extremely accurate. I think people need to understand that a bit more like, like the difference in, in the 1%, like if you're a bodybuilder and you're, you're looking to get on stage and stuff of like that year after year, yes, maybe a meal plan might be the way forward. But for you yeah. and me and our, the average Joe's walking around, we don't need that level of accuracy. And it's going to take away from relationships, family, friends, support networks that you will need at that prep. So it's one of those ones where just having that understanding that, that yes, the meal plan and that time to dial in is very, very important. However, on, in the off season year round outside of this diet that we're talking about into the reverse, taking that little bit of a step back oh, from yeah. it is always, always, always nice. I know that you've always said that. I've always said that's very, very important to get away from that. The first call of action for us yeah, to pull it yeah, away. 100%. Get yeah. meal plan out because there's, there's, there's going to be too much guilt association that kicks in when we're saying, right, here's your new training day, non-training day meal plan. And they're having, like you said, a sushi or a meal with a partner or, and because they've just come from that focus point of us every single day coaching them to a point to say, you cannot break this. You need to push, push, push. And look, that, that, that is, that is what physique coaching is. It's not, it's yeah. not the prettiest thing in the world. But then again, if you want to go to that extreme and get the like jaw dropping result, you have to put yourself in those situations. Yeah. But yeah, first call of action, restrictions pulled away and just improve your relationship with food that may have been potentially impaired over the aggressive diet. Yeah, hundred percent. It's interesting here that you go and um, no food increase, no calorie increase, and would just drop um, uh, output. I would be kind of, I would definitely, add, well, for myself. And again, as we always said, and we've said this probably ten times in the last week over over Instagram Messenger. There's a million ways to skin a cat here, and energy bounce, yeah. energy bounce. At the end of the day, I yeah. usually will do something like a maybe like and and to, to be fair though my my the people who i've prepped haven't been for photo shoots yet so they'd be more toward lifestyle and i presume that 90 percent of the people who are listening to this i would be more people when we say lifestyle people are just trying to get into shape they're not getting like really really lean for a photo shoot or something i usually do something like maybe for males maybe like a four or five hundred calorie increase and then just pull cardio down maybe 25 to 30 percent or something where they are in particular from from formal cardio rather than steps something like that yeah let's talk about a scenario for yourself let's say from a 
a lifestyle or, or photo shoot client, if there are any differences, how would you set up that? So we, you talked about the keeping food calories exactly where they are. So let's say if I've, if you've prepped me and please Lord, may, may my prep not make me go to 1300 calories, but let's say we go to 1300 calories and I have six days of cardio, 300 calories each day, 15 K. Yeah. What would that scenario look like now? Are you moving out of that? In the rebound phase. So we'll, we'll initially set up the goal of what, what's next to come. So, yeah. For, for anyone who does a diet with us, the, fir- the first call of action that we do, we, we schedule in a call the day after the diet has finished. So let's say it's a holiday. Let's say it's, you know, they're, they're going to an event. They're just pulling down. They're finishing a transformation and we give them the end date. Whether, it doesn't really matter whether the end date is the, the photo shoot day, whether to just finish the diet. We schedule a call in the next day. The first thing that we do is we, we give them the roadmap. So we do up for all of our clients like a, a Google sheet where it's like mapped out potentially six months, eight months, a year in, and we'll, it's always going to be manipulated and changed, but we basically pull it up and we show them, okay, the goal you said you want to move into a structured gaining phase. You want to maintain where you are. The, the reverse diet is going to be individualized for everyone because depending on where they are, like, like we said earlier on, if you do a photo shoot, the first week or two of your reverse diet is going to look completely different to if you just don't like a lifestyle orientation because how you are manipulating electrolyte balance how you're manipulating their food intake it's going to be completely different based off where they are and where they kind of need to be going in the next six weeks 12 weeks 24 weeks so what we'll do is we'll jump on the call and we'll hear their goal and we'll hear what they want to do if they want to move into more of a structured gaining phase then we have to appreciate the fact as well that they're going to be extremely responsive to manipulating energy so our energy manipulations may be different but like i said from us we'd be very, very reluctant to increase their food in the first kind of week or so. And we'll, we'll more be pulling in, getting cardio down into low levels, increasing, uh, decreasing their knee levels down to, to baseline. And again, just, just trying to get that kind of food focus pulled away when, when they can have more flexibility. But as we start to increase the food, then we would start to become then quite aggressive with the food increases based on where they are. So look, because they're in such a responsive state, when we do start to increase the food, it will be very, very aggressive because we've already made probably one of the like most important things to do in a prep when it comes to manipulating energy is pulling down their expenditure. And if that's done at the, at the first hurdle and look for, for 85% of our clients, probably even more cardio is pulled a week, two weeks out anyway. So if, if they're on, 60 minutes of cardio in the morning time faster if you're a prep client that's probably going to be pulled down to 25 minutes anyway in peak week and then as we get closer to the photo shoot date or even the end date of transformation that's going to be pulled away as well we know that sympathetic response can massively upregulate um intercellular fluid retention and if you're trying to pull that fluid retention away to get that fine detail in from a photo shoot first thing you're going to pull away is anything sympathetic so yeah. things like us and every single one of my prep clients who listen to this hate when i do this pull away caffeine on peak week first thing i'll do is pull away anything that causes sympathetic response so caffeine um, anything that causes mechanical tension from training anything that causes muscle damage in training all of the training that week is going to just be pump work very very light like i said to josh we're training with a client this morning who's on two days out our last our last uh, training session it's actually a coach coming onto the team it's our last training session today and i'm going to bring her through and it's literally going to be just fluff work just very very light Thank reps God for her because I've, I've trained with you and you push you know. <laughs> so just just basically getting like the light the light stuff done so when we look at then increasing field 
like a week after your your diet is done, we've had manipulated energy so much over the last like two weeks prior to that that you're going to be in a very responsive state a week later to actually start increasing your food because in essence we've been manipulating energy so much throughout the last two weeks or so that then when we understand the goal whether it's maintain okay we'll increase your food but we'll increase your food to a responsive level where you're not going to be gaining too much or if you want to go into a structured gaining phase then you're in the most optimal time to gain tissue so get the ball rolling you know make make it into like an avalanche effect the second that tissue starts to come on you want to be as aggressive as you possibly can and look if they make wise field choices they're going to keep a level of body comp that it's pretty, pretty respectful all year round, you know? Yeah, 100%. A couple of things that definitely pulled there was the the phases or the, the goal of the next phase. And I do, as, as you said in, in the sheets on any everyone's train plan, you have to have that like phase one recomposition phase, 12, yeah. 16 weeks, phase two. And just having that map in front, I think even for, my, for myself when I went on to AJ, just having that map in front of you is always quite nice that you're just ticking along and you know what phase in front of you. But I think that the main thing that I took there was the the goal. Like once you've moved out of the, I think we've talked about this before as well. I swear we have anyway. Um, but once you move out of that prep scenario, it's your mindset is always going to be on dieting, dieting, dieting. Yeah. You need to flip that and give a new goal. Like it's a performance goal. We need to yeah. hit X amount on even, even I, every kind of three months we do like performance goals and, and goal sheets and stuff like that um, with, with clients. And in that, in that part, I'll say like, let's go straight into your goal sheet and I want you to write up top five or top five lifts that I want you to progress to RDL hundred kilos, bar, d- dumbbell, barbell bench, whatever. So that, that kind of performance mindset starts to flip, flip a little more because and I've done a podcast on this for anyone that hasn't listened to it, the kind of psychological barriers to a gaining phase. I think once you have that little flip in mindset to say that it is a performance phase rather than this gaining phase and stuff like that, yeah. that it has to be performance performance focus i think is really really nice way of doing it isn't it yeah big time and it's the it is for a lot of people a very difficult thing to do and this is when communication throughout the rebound phases is so important because it's it is physically impossible to just flip the switch and say we've been speaking on a daily basis about how you look what's the end date going to look like for us to just flip the switch and pull back from that level of communication the, the level of communication yeah. doesn't change. Like if, if we look at a, a scenario for us where coming to a back end of a prep you or even a diet, you'll speak to us on a daily basis. And especially in that peak week scenario, you're coached on a daily basis. So when you're coached on a daily basis, you have to be able to make that transition back into not only being, I suppose, focused on the new, the, the, the new goal, but you can't just pull away the communication level. Like You have to be able to say, okay, well, we spoke on a daily basis about how you look. We now have to speak on a daily basis about how you're performing. What was your yeah. RDL like today? What was your squat like today? What was your dumbbell press like today? And when you have that then transition, they just start to rewire the mindset. And mm. after two nice, weeks, yeah. three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, they're then able to start to then become nearly self-efficient on that yeah. you know, environment, as opposed to us having to hold our hand for more than what we need to. And I think it's very difficult as a coach to be able to do that as well, to, to, to have that pullback because look, clients, clients love it. Like clients love being able to speak to us on a daily basis, but mm. there's a time and a place and there's people who need that more than they do. So even for them, a, a big part of the rebound phase is having that pullback from the communication to actually say, okay, well, here's kind of the, the structure yourself. Now it's time for you to go out on your own and kind of fend for yourself in, in essence, you know? 
Yeah, hundred percent. I think that that that's a nice way to think of it. Like the structure stays exactly the same because in that, like, something we're just going to touch on briefly now is that kind of psychological element too. Like, it's a very psychologically demanding. It's a very very yeah. tough place to be from mindset. And I haven't even been there. I just know that that is the case. I think that's that is something that we want to touch on. Like, what is the kind of the the difference maybe you find between like everyone everyone's dieted everyone's found it hard at the tail end of a diet and for 12 six weeks going on holidays something like that or whatever it is like getting to that level like what what have you found even from yourself um, compare, and compare and with clients so from yourself perspective and then also from clients like what are they what are they struggling with a little bit and how do you how how's the best way to go about that kind of rebound phase from a psychological perspective I think the most, the most challenging thing for them is seeing, seeing scale weight yeah. increase and seeing body composition change. And for myself as well, it's, it's going to be the same thing. Look, mm. the, and again, this is when being goal orientated is very, very important. So for a lot of them, whether it's a photo shoot or a diet, start aligning the next one. Now, the, the next one may be 12 months down the line. The next one may be, you know, another 25 weeks away before we can diet again, but you have to start aligning up what comes next. So, understanding the why is very very important so what we'll do again on that call the initial force call straight after the diet is we'll speak about you know what 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 happened and we'll speak about okay how your diet was we'll speak about the opportunity for us to be able to now you know change body composition for the better but when again it, it just comes down to understanding for a lot of times when people don't understand why body composition is changing and they don't understand why they have to allow body comp to change look you, you, you and I both know it's, it's completely unobtainable to stay super lean all year round. And it's not healthy to stay super lean all year round. So when we start pulling that in, and like from us, 90%, 99%, more than 90, 99% of our clients are females. So the first thing that we will look at then is, okay, was there anything that we could do to improve menstrual function? Was there anything we could do to improve hormone function? When we look at getting blood work done, what was your thyroid like? What was your you know, um, what was your estrogen? What was your, what was your progesterone, LH, FSH? What are all those hormone levels like free flowing testosterone? Can we improve those? First thing we need to do is get, get scale weight up. First thing we need to do is get body fat levels up to, to get that improvement from a hormone perspective. So when we're looking at the psychological, it's just, it's just an understanding, you know, I think the, 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 the biggest problem with people rebounding unsuccessfully is the coach's application to telling the client where they are, and why they're going in this direction. Because what I found myself, as I've noticed clients start to not suffer in the rebound phase, but not, not get the full benefit of that rebound phase, it's when I have not given them the super clear roadmap direction to say, okay, well, this is why we have to gain. But definitely 100% the most difficult thing is seeing the body comp change, seeing them, um, seeing them gain way too quickly and again, that can come when we spoke about earlier on is, you know, manipulating energy. If I took you from 1300 calories a day to two and a half thousand calories a day, just straight off the bat, pulling down cardio. Yes, you're going to see excessive water retention and that's very difficult. So yeah. taking it step by step is very difficult. But when you look at it over like a 16 week period, like we, we have a written rule that you have to rebound for the same time that you diet for. So if you do a six month diet, you're doing a six month rebound. If you do a 10 week mm -hmm. diet, you're doing a 10 week rebound because like you said, it has to be a crisscross effect. You can't have food in a very high place to a very low place and straight away go back up very high again. Mm -hmm. That's when the psychological rebound comes terrible because you don't become adaptive to 
higher food and the body hasn't been given a chance to become adaptive. So when you think about that declining effect, it has to take the exact same time to get back up again. And that's when the psychological rebound becomes very, very successful. But also I think throughout the diet, always speaking about that after effect, you know, speaking about the new goals we're going to achieve. And I think from a client's perspective, when they become very, very accepting early on that when the diet is over, they're moving on to something else. That's very important because when, when they go through the diet and all they're thinking about is one thing, end date, end date, end date. And then they get to the end date. They're like a lost puppy. They don't know where to go, where to look. And the first thing they're going to look at is food as a point of comfort to say, okay, maybe this is what I need to go to next. Whereas if we kind of bring them along this primrose path and we exactly, we have it aligned from day one that as they come to six weeks out, five weeks out, they're nearly coming to you saying, I'm actually looking forward to the next phase we have ahead. I'm looking forward to what we have because they understand that, time in time off real you know the time they diet is the time they rebound and when they have that instilled from day one they understand it a lot more and one thing as well that will we'll kind of will instate from day one is when you finish your diet whether it's a photo shoot or whatever the next day your diet doesn't change you know if, if you're on let's say 1700 calories 1500 calories 1300 calories the next day you're on the exact same calories and they they understand that you know they they know two weeks out three weeks out I still have a couple of more weeks of this to go. Okay. So they don't become food focused because just because the goal has changed in a sense of, okay, they've gotten to the end goal. The application of what comes next still stays the exact same. They're still on their diet and they know that the rebound effect has to come. So from a psychological perspective, if you want to nail it down, you have to think long-term about the aftermath of the diet and not just kind of cutting it short to say, okay, well, just because the diet is done, then I'm done with everything. You know, it comes down to lifestyle as well. Myself and, and D-Man, I only spoke about this on one of our podcasts, related to D-Man, I refer to him as Dermot, my senior coach. And um, we, we spoke about this on fair. Every time I say D-Man, like, who are you talking about? But then I only realized that me and him, I called him that to him and nobody else calls him that. So whenever you refer me, hear me referring to D-Man, I'm talking with my senior coach, Dermot. But we um we only spoke about this on one of our podcasts. It's, it's a lifestyle fact change. You know, when you look at a diet, diet is lifestyle it's getting you to a point of where you were when you started off the diet you have to understand you can never go back to that point again because that position of your lifestyle food choices um, and alcohol consumption not training properly not doing cardio not doing steps not focusing your sleep hrv biofeedback markers that got you to a point where you needed help you came to me to get help you cannot think that the second you go back away from your diet that you're, you can just go back to that lifestyle again. You can't, nothing changes. Just because you were on a diet, everything at the back end of the diet then has to stay the exact same. It cannot change. It's a, it's a complete lifestyle. And he used a reference. I absolutely love it. When people finish a diet, they always seek balance, right? And Dermot said in their podcast, if you put on a scale, right, and you're trying to balance that scale, you'd have 50% on this side and 50% on that side, right? That's balance, yeah, 50-50. We can't have balance in our lives because if you have 50% good and 50% bad, you're up shit's creek very, very quickly. Things are going to go wrong very quickly. So our, ba- our new quote-unquote bunny ears balance has to be 90-10. And it has to be 90-10 all year round, 365, if you want to keep in good shape but live a lifestyle of someone who's just come through a diet and then successfully rebounded at the back end of it. You know, Not really much can change. 100% and that's why they call it the diet after the diet and that's what I probably call this actually 
when you, you step away, it is very, very important to have this structure. And just as a kind of a closing note here, it's very, very important to have that structure post. It's very important to have goals set immediately after. Like you said, you're almost buzzing to get into that next phase to, to see an increase in scale or increase in load on the RDL, increase in load on your uh, barbell row, whatever it is. That structure in place is very, very, very important. And the second thing as well is, is the importance of, of having someone by your side to guide you there, like from a coaching perspective. I know I've had a couple of clients and of course won't name any names, but when we get down to the very end of a diet and I said, okay, now's the time for us to go out. And they say, you know what? I think I'm okay. I'm going to do this by myself. And then a couple of weeks and a couple of months down the line, they come back to me and they're in, they're in really, really poor, poor position. And, and this is really natural and very common to happen that, that they just haven't nailed it down. They haven't had that structure. They haven't had the goals. They haven't had these boundaries. And without that, we're, we are lost puppies. And it, it makes it much, much harder. And um, so I think that that's a, a really, really good closing closing statement for us for the podcast but um adam i will not keep you any longer i know you have a busy day ahead of you but thank you so much for jumping on and taking the time to to do so it's been really really good excellent a lot of nuggets of information for the listeners and um, i'm sure everyone knows where to get you now i'm sure I posted it up about a million and one times but i will tag in the post and stuff for that anyway but thank you so much for jumping on really really appreciate it and we'll catch you soon no worries yeah thanks so much but chat to you soon